Dubai has an ambitious space exploration agenda, much of which stems from the Mohammed bin Rashid Space Center, with initiatives like Khalifasat, the Emirates Mars Mission 2021, and the Mars City Development. Omran Sharaf is the project director of Emirates Mars Mission. He discussed the strategy behind these projects and shed light on all the milestones that have been achieved to date. Welcome to Dubai Works, a business podcast about the innovators, the products, the services, and trending topics. Loving Dubai's take on the business stories that matter. My name is Richard Fitzgerald. I'm the founder of Augustus Media, publishers of Love in Dubai, Love in Saudi, and Smashy TV. Each week, we'll be interviewing the dynamic business leaders of Dubai. Good morning, Omran. Good morning. Nice to meet you, and thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having us here. Um, so your full title is Omran Sharaf, the uh, project director for Hope Project for the Mission to Mars in the Mohammed bin Rashid uh, Space Center. Is that correct? Yes. That's yeah. a, That's quite a... Uh, I've never s- seen someone with such a cool job before. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, it's, um, yeah, it is cool, but it has its challenges also. I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure. So how did it all start? Like, how's it come about? And what is the mission to Mars? Um, so the Emirates Mars mission, actually, um, it was announced by His Highness Sheikh Khalifa bin Zayed and His Highness Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid in July 2014. Yeah. Um, however, of course, there was some work that happened before before that. And that was basically just after uh, the launch of uh, uh, our second satellite, Dubai Sat 2, uh, in uh, November 2013. Uh, actually, the day before the launch, uh, um, we were approached by His Highness's team and they told us that His Highness uh, would like us to um, look or consider um, exploring um, the possibility of the UAE sending a probe to Mars. Yeah. And where uh, was the Sat 2 going? Where is that? So Dubai Sat 2 is an Earth observation satellite. Okay. It's around Earth. You know, it's our, our sec- second satellite. Uh, before that, we had Dubai Sat 1, mm. which was also an Earth observi- observing satellite, uh, it's a remote sensing satellite, um, that we jointly built with our South Korean partners. So Dubai Sat 1 was a more like a know how transfer program in which uh, myself and the team we were actually based in South Korea. And we worked on its development. Our contribution, the Emirati contribution to that uh, mission was about 30%. Uh, and, and that was launched in 2009 successfully. Um, it w- the, the, the resolution of the images taken by Dubai Sat 1 was 2.5 meter, res- meter resolution. Um, so the follow-on mission was Dubai Sat 2. And, and, and it was basically, uh, uh, we started Dubai Sat 2 just before the launch of Dubai Sat 1. Uh, but the requirement from His Highness at that time was basically, okay, uh, now it has to be a joint development. So Dubai Sat 2, and it has to be something better than Dubai Sat 1. So we actually built a totally new system platform for Dubai Sat 2, which uh, was uh, able to uh, achieve uh, an image resolution of one meter resolution, so much higher resolution, uh, much higher capability when it comes to downlink, to, to acquiring images at different times uh, of the day uh, with agility. Okay. Um, and also, it was 50-50 contribution. So it was 50% uh, Emirati contribution and 50% uh, South Korean partners. It was more of a, like a joint development. Yeah. You know, so it was like the next phase. Uh, and then, yeah, so that when that was uh, launched uh, in, in, in November 2013, just before that, um, His Highness's team uh, approached us and told us basically that His Highness would like us to look 
uh, into Mars, Mars and, and, uh, and to think about and look at the different options and if it's something feasible that we can do. Uh, at the same time, actually, because well, one thing we have at the center, like before the launch of any satellite, satellite we usually have like a, uh, another program that starts. Yeah. So Khalifa Sat was already uh, uh, like okay. basically um, approved and, and, and uh, the team was working on it. So be- before we get into that, because that's yeah. a big exciting launch yeah. in, in Japan recently. Yeah. Um, how, how advanced are having satellites like, you know, the UAE is a very relatively young country. Yes. Um, having these these satellites around the world, that Earth observation, you know, does every country have one? Like what sort of investments are we talking about and how innovative is this in this uh, day and age? So, I mean, when it comes to Earth uh, observation satellites, not all or a lot of nations have it. There's mm. a good number of nations that own these system, but not a lot. Um, many nations also procure them. Uh, the, the, uh, in our case here, now we build them. Yeah, amazing. Um, uh, from the investment point of view, you can build it for really expensive, or you can build it for a very cost-effective, uh, um, basically, yeah. amount of investment. It, so. But essentially, you need to have that kind of vision, that dedicated resource. And yes, and the, the Mohammed bin Rashid uh, sp- Space Center is that something that was there before, since two thousand and nine, or is it something that's kind of come on board? So yeah, so the Mohammed bin Rashid Space Center was actually established in two thousand and six. Okay. Uh, it used to be called the Emirates Institution for Advanced Science and Technology. It was renamed in 2015 to the Mohammed Branch Space Center. Uh, the main purpose of that was actually uh, His Highness's vision was he wanted to build in the science and technology sector in Dubai. Hmm. Uh, we are talking about a knowledge-based economy. Uh, we're talking about the post-war economy. So if you want sustainable development, you know, you cannot have it without science and technology being part of your knowledge-based economy. Why? Because it drives innovation, it drives creativity, and makes you competitive also. Um, Dubai has grown a lot in the field of real estate, uh, finance, banking, and so on. But we had sort of a gap there. Uh, The government has invested a lot in sending uh, uh, students to study engineering and so on. But the other aspect or the other side, which when it comes to sciences, Mm. uh, people had limited uh, career paths. Uh, so His Highness wanted to start a program that will stimulate the science and technology sector in Dubai, a catalyst for it. And uh, the best option was space. Why? Because if you want to build a space mission, you need to have an electrical engineer, you need to have a computer engineer, you need to have uh, someone who studied science, either phys- physics, chemistry, or math, yeah. uh, and so on. So you actually hit all these st- uh, sort Different of uh, birds with one stone you yeah. know, at the same time. And at the same time, it inspires the young generation. Absolutely. Many people always would say that they want to be astronauts and go to space as as children. So So, so it attracts talent as well. Yes, exactly. And so His Highness's vision was basically uh, to use his space as a a driver to stimulate the science technology sector and to build it. Yeah, interesting. And going back to the Mars mission, uh, what stage is that project at? And what's your... uh, What's the project hope about? Okay, so actually, if you, if you allow me to go back to the sort of the, the, the history of the of the, sp- uh, of the mission, how it started. So, as I mentioned, so basically towards the end of 2013, His Highness met, met with us, uh, and 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 uh, and basically to give us his requirements. You know, after he asked us to look into it and think about it, uh, he gave us uh, very clear directions with regards to this mission. The first was that uh, he said that I would like us to reach. Mars before the 2nd of December 2021, okay. which is the 50th anniversary exactly. of the UAE. Wow. Why? We'd like to send a very strong message to the Arab youth 
uh, and to the, to the youth of the region, uh, that if a country like the UAE is able to reach Mars in less than 50 years, you guys can do much more than that. That's incredible. Uh, a region that has more than 100 million youth in it. Hmm. That's a lot of potential, a lot of capacity, a lot of capability. Uh, if if these set of skills are not being invested in the right places, it will either leave the region, these, uh, like those talents will leave the region, or it will be used in the wrong ways. And the region, just to be very honest, has been going through a really, really tough time uh, the past uh, few years. Uh, if you look at, for example, this region more than 800 years ago, uh, it was a symbol of tolerance. Uh, it was a symbol of tolerance. Uh, it was generating knowledge. It was active in in spreading knowledge. Uh, it was a land of civilization. People of different backgrounds, different cultures lived together, uh, built this region, uh, came up with new knowledge. So they, they they were focused on 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 serving humanity. Things changed in the region, and the message that the UAE government sent is like we need to start focusing on building our nations, regardless of our differences. So this is one of the uh, objectives of the mission. Yeah. Uh, the second requirement His Highness gave to us uh, was basically um, build it, don't buy it. Start where others have ended, learn from, f- learn from others because it's the first time that we go to Mars. Uh, Mars is difficult and 50% of the missions that have been to Mars have failed. So he's like uh, partner up with, with different entities but it has to have basically knowledge transfer and, and there needs to be an Emirati, significant Emirati, Emirati contribution, uh, and 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 also to have to preserve the identity of the mission, you know, to come up with a new platform, mm. rather than just going and buying a mission. Uh, the third requirement for Ms. Hayes was the science has to be unique; it shouldn't be a replica of other uh, what others did before. Uh, we need to come back and serve humanity uh, by uh, bringing new knowledge to them. Uh, Mars as a planet. Um, um, scientists uh, think that it might have been uh, similar to Earth more than 4 billion years ago. Something went wrong there that made the, the planet basically lose its atmosphere, turn into a toxic atm- uh, planet, yeah. uh, a dead planet, basically. So us better understanding what happened in Mars will help us better understand what happened, uh, what, 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 what's happening around us and what's happening on our, uh, on, on our planet also. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the fourth requirement by his highness was basically, I need to encourage the youth to go into sciences. Uh, basically, I mean, this was the first science-focused mission for the UAE. We had previous missions, as I mentioned, uh, Dubai Sat 1, Dubai Sat 2, and the other maybe communication uh, satellites that have been launched by different uh, companies in, 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 in the UAE. But they were more focused on certain applications, certain, some have commercial, let's say, uh, um, uh, focus and some have more like uh, urban planning, environmental uh, f- focused applications. But he wanted something to 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 to, st- to to stimulate and encourage the Emirat youth to go into sciences, uh, to study math, physics, chemistry, and to basically um, make their career focus on just gen- and generating knowledge, something new, and to serve humanity. So th- uh, th- through this mission, he wanted us to start that, uh, and and uh, he gave us hundred days to come up with. Uh, basically a detailed plan of uh, how we're going to be doing that. Uh, this was in 2013? Uh, that was no, in 2014, basically. Okay. So yeah. after that, it was towards the end. So yeah. in 2014, we had 100 days to come up with that. Okay. And we gave him the, the plan and his uh, Sheikh Khalifa bin Zayed, Sheikh Mohammed announced the mission in July 2014. So it was approved, basically, and you've been working on it since? Uh, yes. Yeah so, so yeah, so after the announcement, we started finished making things official and start working, finding partners, working with partners, and so on. Um, the mission is on track. 
Uh, we have completed the designs of the spacecraft. Uh, we have completed the designs of the scientific instruments. We have three science instruments on our uh, mission. Um, uh, one is a visible camera with, with actually not just a camera for the sake of taking a picture and saying we've reached Mars. No, actually it has scientific applications. Like the bands that, w- that we've selected is something the scientific community needs. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, an infrared instrument and an ultraviolet instrument. Both, uh, all three together will be collecting data of the Martian atmosphere. We'll be studying the, so what's unique about this mission, we'll be studying the relationship between the lower atmosphere and the upper atmosphere uh, of Mars and the escape rates of hydrogen and oxygen. Interesting. Uh, it's to, to, to see, to shed light on things that are unknown. Yes. And things that might have gone wrong in the past. I, exactly. And basically, so what's unique about this mission is going to be the, the international scientific community for the first time will be able to get a holistic view uh, of the Ar- Martian atmosphere at different times of the day Incredible. and at different seasons. Because Mars, you know, it has uh, four seasons like Earth. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and one day on Mars is uh, 24 hours and about almost 40 minutes. <laughs> um, uh, so, so there are some data that's that, that is related to the atmosphere that's being collected currently, but it's at a very specific time that's set in a specific season. So it's not a holistic view. So what UAE is bringing is that uniqueness. It's amazing. So it's actually a, an exciting project globally for people who've studied Mars for years that yes. be interested to see the feedback. Yes. What sort of, so we're, we're here at the beginning of 2019, less than two years away from the mission. Uh, w- will it launch at the same, will it launch before December? And how long does it take to get there? And how long will the, uh, the will the, uh, what would I call it? The spaceship? The spacecraft, yeah. Spacecraft. <laughs> probe, yeah. The probe. How long will it be on the, on the uh, planet and collecting data? Okay. So yeah, so as I said, like so, we've completed the designs and we are currently in the testing phase. So this testing phase will continue till the day before launch. So for the next year and a half, we'll be actually testing, 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 and testing. Um, it will be it's scheduled to launch in July, uh, in basically summer, uh, 2020. Uh, the journey will take about seven months, so we should reach Mars by early 2021. Uh, which will give us enough time to calibrate uh, the scientific instruments, uh, collect data, um, analyze the data, and hopefully uh, come up with new significant uh, findings and announcements about uh, Mars uh, before the 2nd of December 2021. Oh, yeah. So sorry. So two and a half years away yeah, or, or longer. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. That's incredible. Um, and, uh, you know, so what, what sort of partnerships have you done? How, how are people involved in this? And uh, what, what else is taking place on a day-to-day basis? So because the UAE, it's the first time we, we, we actually send a, a mission to Mars, there's a lot to be learned, you know. So we have our experience in building Earth observation satellites, um, and we are using that experience in building, building the mission, but then there's a lot of things that we need to learn. So we've partnered up with the uh, University of uh, Colorado Boulder and uh, Arizona State University and also University of California, Berkeley, uh, in different aspects of the mission. Uh, our basically main main, main uh, partner is University of, of Colorado um, uh, at Boulder, uh, in which they are working closely with the team and helping us build the cap- capability and getting the know-how transfer in the areas that we don't have experience in. So would some of their professors and some of their students come over here? Would you guys go there yes. for knowledge sharing and things yes. like that? Yes, yes. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. And it's basically people that are part of the university but have worked in different missions before you know so um, and as a university um, I mean their job is to generate knowledge and share knowledge and that's uh, how we're trying to do it okay and we there was huge excitement at the end of last year when Khalifasat was launched Um, is that project related and uh, what was the kind of learnings from that 
Well, uh, for us, Khalifa Sat is an extremely important, mi- more important milestone, especially for the UAE space industry. Uh, it was the first satellite that was uh, uh, fully designed and uh, developed uh, in the UAE. Um, so uh, for wha- for us, it was a, a milestone that we, we had to achieve and, and go through. Uh, and also, it tells you about the, the basically the maturity level that we have within the Mohammed Branch Space Center when it comes to the team that's working on space systems. Um, it was like a final examination when it comes to building uh, Earth observation satellites. Uh, and, and definitely the knowledge and the team that's working on Khalifa Sat is actually the same team that's working on uh, the Emirates Mars mission and uh, the other projects also we have at the center, you know. So um, because we have experts in different areas, in different fields, and, you know, each project goes through a different phase. So certain engineers are needed at, at the beginning of the project, but then they are actually lead, needed less at certain points in that project, so they start working on a different project. So the nice thing about the Emirates Mars mission, every single person at the Mohammed Barash Space Center is part of that mission. Every single person is working on that mission. And so we it's have- It's a collective yes, uh, effort. Yes, and we have more than 200 employees at the center. Interesting. And uh, they, we are 100% Emiratis uh, at the center. And I would like to say more than 40% of our employees are women. Wow. Yeah. Um, if I make yeah, if, if you look at the Emirates Mars mission, for example, um, I have uh, eight deputies in the mission, and three of my deputies are women. Uh, and the reason why they are there is not not because they're women, but because they earned it. Yeah. And uh, it's something that we are very proud of, also. Uh, and uh, from experts to engineers to the science team, uh, we have uh, basically. Um, women working in different fields in, 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 the, uh, so in the center. So essentially in the past less than 15 years, uh, this institution has been created. Uh, people who wouldn't have had the opportunity to learn and work in such an environment have done, have, yes. have been educated and are now employed and working on this huge project. Yes. It's remarkable. And uh, one thing also that we have as part of the Emirates Mars mission, just to go back to His Highness's vision also. I mean, he said it before. He said it that uh, going to Mars is not an object. It's not our main objective. Um, for His Highness Sheikh Mohammed, basically, Mars is a mean for a bigger objective. As I said, it's to stimulate and build the science and technology sector in the UAE to support yeah. the in- creative and innovative and the competitive knowledge ba- knowledge-based economy in Dubai and the UAE. So as part of the mission, we actually have different programs. Uh, part of it is targeted towards sending students uh, abroad to to work uh, over the summer with experienced and well-known scientists from around the world uh, on, on things related to uh, Mars uh, science and, and space science in general. Uh, we have different programs that we have in the UAE for, for the students uh, when it comes to like uh, workshops and yeah. space camps and so on. Uh, we have teachers ambassadors program in which we meet actually the, prof- the the teachers in schools part of the Emirates Mars mission, and on top of that we meet the professors in the universities and the universities are part of our science team. Mm-hmm. There is another thing that we started in the mission, which is basically about supporting Emirati startups in the field of science and technology. Yeah. So uh, basically, Emirati startups uh, can come, uh, and we're already working with few. Uh, and, and be part of the of the mission and working different aspects of the Emirates Mars mission. Uh, so it's very integrated overall yes, for yeah. students, for young people, yes. and for also uh, companies and things like that. Yes. So That's we have really like big. existing, for, exa- for example, we have like existing SMEs who are working in the field of technology, but what we're doing is we're working with them closely to reskill them and make them 
develop parts of the mission. Mm. Uh, we have students who just graduated and actually start up their companies, and we're working with them and setting up these companies. Yeah, so interesting that you know normally we would expect uh, people working in 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 science and space and these projects have come from a certain education and background. Um, however, what we've seen a trend globally is that entrepreneurs are showing an interest in, in space exploration, such as Elon Musk with SpaceX and Jeff Bezos has a space project. Jeff Bezos of Amazon has a space project as well. Uh, and, you know, the way that Hamburg Rashid Center is working with entrepreneurs and allowing them to be involved is similar to that trend, would you say? Um, so it's so slightly different because at the end of the day, what we are focusing on here is to build sort of um, a local um, capacity and capability within the private sector uh, to serve the science and technology sector and to maybe develop products yeah. that with, with this, either with scientific or a technological aspect to it. Um, uh, so it's, it's more about... Uh, supporting UAE's economy. Let's be very honest. UAE's economy and Dubai's economy relies a lot on technology. The majority of this technology comes from outside. There's some, some aspects that are being developed here like when it comes to software, let's say, you know, but application level. But uh, you need to have some sort of activities locally when it comes to actually the hardcore technology that's, that's deriving your economy or supporting it at least, you know. Of course, you cannot do everything, but you need to be part of the international sort of community that develops uh, advanced technologies. And do you work closely with the Future Acceleration Program and, and things like that as well? Is it part of a similar vision? So, yeah, the the, uh, the Dubai Future Acceleration Accelerator uh, Program ha- have their own uh, strategy and have their own uh, uh, projects, but all of us serve that same vision at the end of the day, you know. So, um, I mean, it's, as I said, like, you, you cannot just start through just the space program expect to stack to stimulate a whole sector like this you know yeah. you need to have different drivers and players in the game and and uh, the dubai future foundation is is, a, is an important player in that Mohammed Warah space center is another one the academic sector in dubai and and so on so within Hamid rashid's space center uh, are there there's emiratis working there yes but how how is the how are the kind of talents involved in these projects? So we include universities in, in a lot of our projects. So a lot of the professors yeah. in, in, the, in, the, in the local universities are working with us, especially in the Emirates Mars mission. And they have students who are uh, Emiratis and non-Emiratis who are studying here, who are mm-hmm. actually working with us. You know, So we try to include uh, everyone and bring those talents through the academic sector yeah. in, in the UAE. So this is, th- this is, invo- this is one part of uh, a project, and it's yeah. one part of everything that was involved in running the country in a day to day, and uh, so how how else is Hasanus involved? Are there yeah. only members running yeah. this and assisting with the program? Yeah. So um, Hasanus Sheikh Hamdan bin Mohammed is actually the president of the Mohammed Marash Space Center, and he actually oversees and supervises all the projects that we have uh, within the center, including the Emirates Mars mission. Um, so one of the things that uh, Hasanus Sheikh Hamdan actually um, gave the team at the initial uh, phase of the project uh, after we made the public announcement about the mission and so on he met with the team and he gave us very clear directions uh, on different things uh, his number one thing was i want leaders i want more leaders in this field who will not only serve this field but also we can use them in other uh, fields uh, and sectors in the in, in the country and in, in, in Dubai. Yeah. Uh, and uh, a good example of that is Her Excellency Sarah Lamiri, uh-huh. who is still part of the mission, and she is the the the, uh, the 
deputy project manager for the science and the science lead, uh, but she's a minister of advanced science, you know. Yeah. Uh, and we have, for example, the other uh, team leaders within the mission also, uh, who one day will not only serve uh, the space sector, but other sectors. Amazing. So someone part of your team and your environment is now on the on the running part of the government as well. Yes, yes, That's incredible. Yeah, and, and and spreading that culture, sort of, you know, the the science uh, and technology sort of driven sort of mindset uh, within the government. And um, His Highness Hamdan also gave us another requirement: was basically now you're learning, but whatever you're going to come up with has to be more efficient and more innovative from the cost point of view and from the performance point of view. Uh, so that's why the Emirates Mars mission basically is like when you've, he said like you spend so much time in Korea and working with the partners and all that, but now you need to convert that knowledge and coming up with a cost-effective, um, sorry, cost-effective so solutions for uh, Dubai and for the UAE. And this is why the Emirates Mars mission actually um, has a very limited budget, I have to say, and it will be announced at the right time. Mm. Uh, uh, a lot of people think we have open bu open budget, and that's not the case. It's actually quite limited, and efficiency and effectiveness is a key element uh, to the mission. So that's the requirement that was set to, to us by Sahana Sheikh Hamdan bin Mohammed, that the team has worked around, and um, touch wood, yeah. so far, well. yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> going well. We, we are on schedule, on time, and uh, working within those, within those constraints that was set to us, uh, and achieving Trying, trying to achieve His Highness Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid's uh, requirements and uh, objectives for the mission and the requirements set by His Highness Sheikh Hamdan bin Mohammed also. Amazing. It must make it very rewarding when you kind of achieve these goals within, you know, pushing boundaries yes. as well. Makes you more innovative and more creative. Yeah. It really pushes you out of your comfort zone. That's great. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, as His Highness said, I mean, space is a mean. So as the UAE, when you look at it from the UAE perspective, there's a lot of challenges that we have. Uh, especially given the, 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 the environment that we're in, uh, the geography, you know. Um, w water is, is a challenge for us, mm. you know. Uh, uh, food is a challenge. Um, energy, clean energy is a challenge, you know. Yeah. So, so it's, it's about addressing these national challenges. Yeah. Food yeah. security, water security, and, and uh, energy security through... Emirati startups, yeah. and to stimulate those Emirati startups, you know, a good driver to do that is space. If something is being developed to work around Mars, and it works around Mars, uh, and if you're able to put a probe uh, that orbits uh, that planet, um, then there's a lot of the challenges that you have here on Earth that you can actually tackle. Yeah, um, uh, Space is a good driver to also increase the quality of the industry within a nation. So if you develop a space-grade component, then commercial and industrial level and, and com uh, sort of uh, standards are easy to meet. So uh, one of the things that we have in the Emirates Mars mission is that we worked with, uh, for example, uh, uh, TPI, which is part of Tawazan, uh, which built parts for uh, uh, airplanes. And actually, we managed to work with them and, and um, got them to build parts for the Emirates Mars mission. You know, so they actually changed slightly their processes, their standards to meet space Great. So now they won't be able just to serve the Emirati or the UAE space sector, but they'll also be able to serve other international programs, space programs, by selling their products to them. Amazing. So when we see things like, you know, Richard Branson's kind of commercial uh, plans to for people to travel to Mars, 
uh, that's kind of interrelated, but but his purpose would be different to yes. What what you described is basically you know serving the people here better, inspiring and uh, you know helping the kind of environment and life in the UAE through these initiatives as well. Yes. So yeah, exactly that, and also supporting and creating the ecosystem needed for a, a stronger and more competitive knowledge-based economy. Yeah. It sounds, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, saying obvious, it sounds very complicated. It sounds, you know, uh, there's a lot to do to launch these missions that haven't been done. But there's also lots of different partners, whether it's, uh, you know, education or whether it's commercial, whether it's different sorts of part makers and companies. Um, the Khalifa Sat launched from Japan, uh, correct? And yeah. where will the mission to Mars launch from? And how does that happen? Also from Japan. It will be launched from Japan. We actually look at different options. Um, so what we do before selecting a launcher, we, we, we approach different uh, launch service providers. Uh, we look at different things. We look at uh, the heritage. Uh, we look at the reliability of the um, the launch uh, the launcher itself, uh, the availability. availability. And also, what can, the, the 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 capacity? And then, today, not all launchers can, let's say, put uh, Emirates Mars mission in orbit and send it to uh, and for it to be able to then, you know, go towards uh, Mars, um, um, because um, Emirates Mars mission, like the whole probe, will be about 1.5 tons. It's quite heavy. So what we do is like we look at different options. We approach them, and then we see, we look at the price, heritage, capability, and then we decide. So. Uh, we went through that process uh, for the Mars Mars mission, and based on that, we actually selected uh, uh, um, this similar uh, uh, launcher as as Khalifa Sat. Amazing, and it was basically the best option we had. So you're working with you have been working with Korean partners in the past, Japan, yes. uh, Colorado, in the US, and yes. that, lots of different companies, and it's a lot of Emirati companies involved as well. It's very diverse. Um, there was also a cool announcement that caught people's imagination last year that. Uh, Dubai, the UAE are building a city, a replica city of Mars. Uh, what's that project like, and what's is that something you're involved in? So yeah, so the the the, the Mars city is a project that's under the Mars twenty one seventeen uh, initiative, uh, and the purpose of that initiative that was announced by His Highness Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid and by His Highness Sheikh Mohammed bin Zayed was basically because a lot of students used to come to us, they like okay, we're going to study sciences, we're going to go into sciences, and we're going to focus on Mars and so on. But then what's after Emirates Mars mission? Uh, so through the announcement, uh, or through announcing the basically the Mars 2117 initiative, uh, which is a 100-year plan uh, in which the UAE will be wants to be part of the international effort of putting the first human on Mars uh, and to contribute to that, is that it guarantees basically career for the future scientists for more than 100 years. Okay, yeah. So it's a, it's a commitment for the government. Yeah. So, so it's basically government committing itself to the future generation that for 100 years, you definitely will have jobs yeah. in this field. Um, and basically, the Mars 2170 is more about uh, is it, uh, supporting the international efforts of putting the first human on Mars. As you know, Mars is a dead planet. It's a difficult planet to live in. If you're able to put a human there and make him live there, and 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 basically survive on his own, then definitely there's a lot of the challenges that you have on Earth that you can tackle, yeah. and, and 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 use that same knowledge and technology to to address these challenges. They've done it in the movies, but not in real life. Yeah. <laughs> and as you know, like launching to Mars is, comes the opportunity comes once every two years. Yeah. So if you're gonna lo- send a human there, then 
basically it's going to take about seven to nine months for him to reach there or her to reach there. And then uh, they will uh, they will have to stay there for some time and then another seven to nine months uh, for her or for him to okay. fly back. Uh, and and so the, there's a replica city being built yes. s- to kind of simulate and understand the environment yeah. here and with the vision of of having a city in Mars in less than 100 yeah. years. So it's more of like a facility that's being set up with different labs, analog labs, that okay. offer a sort of a simulation of certain environment that's around Mars. So instead of sending something to Mars and test it and see if it works or fails, you know, you can actually test it here before properly or more thoroughly before you send it to Mars. So that's uh, the idea of, of, of uh, having the Mars city here. So to have different kind of facilities and lab within that uh, facility that uh, will be a, um, simulating different aspects uh, okay. of Mars. And uh, is that something that's unique as well, is that project? Yes. yes. And uh, will it start after this initial mission? No, so it's, it's an ongoing project. Uh, the team is currently working on uh, the, the plans and, and, and um, uh, uh, then, yeah. finding ways to make it happen. So. Okay, I, amazing. So, uh, so, yeah, they're interlinked. And what are the other plans for space exploration? So the UAE is in... Uh, ambitious uh, nation. Uh, there's always going to be something new. There's <laughs> always going to be something challenging. Yeah. Uh, as you know, um, a few months ago, it was announced uh, that we'll be sending two Emirati astronauts uh, to the International Space Station. Yeah. Um, uh, we have, uh, and they've been selected, Hazza uh, al-Mansouri and Sultan al-Yadi. And they're currently going through the, the training program that uh, uh, they have. Um, uh, so I'm getting prepared for the next opportunity they have to, to, to go to the International Space Station. Um, and, uh, yeah, so... Always things much coming m- up. Yeah, much <laughs> more, th- more things to come, yeah. Amazing. Well, thanks so much, Amran, for your time Thank this you. morning. It's been fascinating, and we'll really follow the story as it evolves. Thank you so much. Thanks Thank you for having me here. Thank you.